Hey everyone, and welcome back to Four of a Kind Podcast. Happy December, everybody. Well, today we're not having a guest today. Uh, We're going to take a little break on that. Uh, But it is December, so we're all in the holiday spirit. And uh, nothing says holiday spirit more than online school. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Yeah, this, the, I feel like these past six months have been like a blur and or a fever dream for me because I have just, school is a mess, college applications are a mess, um, and I think that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, like, how has your online learning experience been? Are there, like, what are some pros and cons? What do you guys, what do you guys think about it? I can describe it in one word, unproductive. That's accurate. That's accurate. Well, Okay, I would say unproductive ever since I finished college apps. But before that, it was all right. But it's been like a few months since I finished, and I've been very unproductive. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't finished my college apps, but I'm still very unproductive. That is not stopping me from not doing anything. It's just like very weird. Like, I feel like, because like for, okay, so for just to give some context, you all go to the same school. Um, and what our school is doing is they offer the option to be in person, um, but none of us are doing that, I think. Um, and like we just have school from like eight to twelve and like hour long or like fifty minute classes, which sounds like amazing, but like they're still giving us the same amount of work, and we still have IB exams going on. So like we're basically just not learning anything, and I spend most of the day just like not in school, and it's just like really annoying. I feel like because like I just don't really like learn anything. It's only an hour to begin with, and it's online. And most, and if, if this is just my personal opinion, but I feel like a lot of our teachers haven't really adapted to that yet. And they're still kind of running their class like it's in person. And it's like, dude, read the room. Like, it is nobody is paying attention to you. And like, they get mad if you don't respond. But like, Zoom is just so awkward. And I do think that's like a really big con. Just like teacher student interactions are so bad. And like, student student interactions in school. Like, I don't really talk to anybody like in in the zoom i'm just like texting people on the side and stupid stuff happens but like that's just my opinion what i don't know what we all think uh for me toward the beginning of the school year i thought it was okay uh i thought it was going pretty well i just i just had to follow the motions and then whenever my relatives would ask me oh how's online school going for you i'd just be like well i'm playing with the cards i've been dealt and so i'm trying to just adapt but like now that like everything's piling on, like with college deadlines and midterms, it's been like extremely stressful. I don't know if it would have been any different if we were in school, but I was telling my parents and a few other people that this is like this is the most stressed out time in all of my high school that I've ever felt. I don't know if I worded that correctly, but like I, I felt mo- most stressed now than any other time in high school which shouldn't be the case, especially since it's senior year and everything's supposed to be done. So I think I can attribute that somewhat to online school. I just hope that now, since a lot of things are kind of slowing down and deadlines are being met, I hope that we can, or at least I can feel like a little better about online school. Yeah. I kind of feel the opposite as Reese, because for me, the hardest year was junior year. I don't know why, probably because of like ACT and I don't know, excuses. Um, or just because I was brainwashed by all the seniors and everyone else being like, oh my gosh, junior year is hell. And I was like, is it? Oh yeah, it is, I guess. Um, But for me, I think that um, doing school online was a blessing in disguise for college applications 
because um, I feel like since Sara said we we at school at 12, um, I was for me it was a lot more flexible, especially since I work. So I was able to work more, get more money, you know, gotta get that bread for college, and <laughs> and I would you know split up my time like that and do college applications at night. I don't know why. I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I would always turn in my college applications like at one in the morning. Maybe that's just because during that time, <laughs> SARS looking at me like, oh, baby, what happened? <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, I just became nocturnal and I was more productive at night. And then in class, I would be falling asleep and I would have friends sending me videos of me falling asleep in class. So if you did that, I don't appreciate it and I will come for you. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I had the opposite experience. I'm not saying, oh, yay, online school. I love it because. Um, I'm more unproductive, like Ezra said, um, also because I already got into, you know, the colleges I wanted. So I'm, I'm checked out mentally from school. Um, but I feel like everyone feels that way. Uh, I agree with Maria. Um, it is nice to end school at 12. And sometimes I enter earlier because my fourth period is a study hall. So I have a lot more time on my hands, um, which I'm not sure it got put into use, but you know, I just say I got a lot more time on my hands. And another nice thing is that you don't have to really, you know, get up uh, to, cause I kind of live far from uh, North Hills, not too far, but you know, far enough where I have to wake up pretty early and get ready. And just like, it's just tough. And then now I can just, you know, get out of bed and then, you know, brush my teeth and I'm in school. So, you know, that's nice. I like how some of the teachers are, they know what situation we're in. They know that we don't have like a really good senior year. So they've been pretty nice. And I really appreciate that. And it's probably really hard on them because they're at the fit on, because we usually have 90 minute classes, but now it's cut to 60 minutes, which might not seem like a big difference, but to them, it's probably a huge difference. So yeah, I appreciate them for trying. So yeah. Yeah, I think that really makes sense. Also, if you have any videos of Maria sleeping in class, like please send those to me. Her birthday's coming up. Um, yeah, like, I think, like, to some extent, like, we did kind of luck out because I feel like if I was, like, last year, comparing this to junior year, I had, like, no time for just, I just had enough time for school and extracurriculars. Like, if I had college apps, too, I would probably just pass away. But, like, um, I think, I think that's, like, one good thing that I was able to spend time in college apps. But I feel like everybody's experience with this pandemic is different, um, which is, like, kind of why we decided to do this episode. Because, like, for me, I do have, like, the time. And I am, like, thankfully very blessed to have, like, stable internet in my own room and, like, family that, like, understands what I'm going through. So they're, like, giving me my own space. But, like, I feel like a lot of people don't have that. Um, and, like, I do try to, like, I usually I'm just, like, occupied with, like, other things besides school. Like, in case you guys, like, completely missed the memo, I did get a dog. And that that little boy is driving us insane. And, like, it is, like, it's just taking care of him was, like, the majority of like August and September but like now he's like older so like that's why like I couldn't really focus on school a lot because like I I convinced my parents to get it so I like felt like it was my responsibility just like small things like that I feel like a lot of people um have to deal with like, a lot of family obligations um and even like have immunocompromised like pa- grandparents that they have to take care of and like things like that so I also think that's like really important just like bring up so what do you what do y'all think about other schools opening their like their school for students to come and commune with each other. Do you think that's a good idea in the in the grander scheme that they get to socialize or a bad idea overall? Um, for me, I'm 50-50 because um, like Sara said earlier, we're, ha- we're doing hybrid. So some people can go back to school full time or 
um, half of the week. And I personally don't do in person, but my sister does because I mean, she's in middle school. She just, I mean, she's, she's in sixth grade. So she's in that transition period and she can't focus at home. Like that's her excuse. Is it valid? I mean, I guess. So, I mean, everyone learns differently. And if she weren't doing in school, she would be failing right now. So I guess I'm a little bit biased because not everyone can, um, everyone has different learning methods and not everyone can learn um, at home because of what uh, Sara said with distractions or like, at least for me, cause I, I mean, our house, there's a lot of people in our house. So I'll be taking a test. I'll be super focused. And then I hear my like baby cousin crying and my dog barking and my sister like laughing in her Zoom class or something. So I guess it's just, um, depends on the person and their situation and their learning abilities. But I also think that, um, well, I don't mind people learning in class. I mean, in person, it's just when, let's say schools are trying to do school dances or, you know, try to put on prom or unnecessary social events. That's what gets me heated. Yeah, I agree. If schools are taking the proper precautions and social distancing, which I know they are, then it's fine. Some people just need to be in school and personally i think i focus better in school i I chose not to go because of the pandemic and also none of my friends are going back yeah i think i'm 50 50 about it um i haven't really heard much about like like increasing of cases because of schools opening like i don't know i'm just like too cautious i don't want to i don't want to go to school and uh just because i don't want to risk getting the the virus because my parents are both healthcare workers and that would be pretty detrimental so that's my opinion about it i think that's valid um i'm not sure about like an increase in cases because of schools opening but i do know like schools have had cases and they still haven't closed which is beyond my understanding on like why you are not closing your school but like and i do i i also agree like i do focus better when i'm surrounded by people rather than like being in my room but I like still think that school should not be opening. There's like an, there's an insane uptick in cases and there will be like in January too. Cause I know um, like people are like having like big Christmas parties and like, so weird. Like I'm like in the middle, like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, like my family and I are trying to figure out how to say no to our extended family. And, and like my, my mom's grand, my mom's parents did not go to Tampa this like two weeks. And it was a huge deal. And like, it was very sad for my mom because she hasn't seen her parents in like over a year. And then, like, I open Instagram, and it's like, Hoko, like, you know, pandemic can't stop us. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like, are you, like, it is just so, I I can't deal with it. Because there's, like, people that are literally, like, dying. And you're just like, ah, eh, it's not going to be me. And, like, two weeks later, it may be you. Who knows, right? So that's just my opinion. I'm a little on the extreme side of, like, caution. Because, um, you know, I just see my grand, I see my, my, my like paternal grandparents very often so yeah yeah i was i usually used to think that schools should just be closed period just to mitigate anything possibly like when, whenever i hear that people learn like significantly better when they're at school uh then i'm a little more open-minded to like still having school uh but then to sarah's point whenever i see people on instagram like like hoko couples like they're wearing masks but then they're like still like hugging each other it's like uh okay i don't know what the point of that is then because i'm pretty sure they don't get tested every day like uh like i'm thinking of nba players who who play uh in a in a bubble so it's secluded but they get tested every single every single game that they play so that's that's different but 
but yeah, it's it's like weird to see some schools are still having uh, like packed hallways with just like flimsy masks uh, on each student. So it's a little concerning, but I can see like where the argument comes from, but it's whatever. What's the most absurd thing you guys have seen or and like in person or online about the pandemic? Like I thought of this because whenever you're talking about um, masks and stuff, I was at work and I, I've seen two people wearing mesh masks. I don't know if you've seen it online. It's mesh. Like, I don't know if you, um, like tool, like imagine like a mask made out of tool. It's, and, and the material has little holes in it. So you can easily breathe in and out of the mask. I almost threw hands. Like I was so beyond livid. I had to just keep it together. And I just walked to the back or else I would have gone off on that lady. But just stuff in general, like people not putting their mask up all the way to their nose and just like the bottom of their mouth, or like people wearing bandanas or just like you can tell who believes in Corona and who doesn't. Or people, oh, what makes me mad, people are like, I can't breathe. I, I have asthma or something like that. I'm like, lady, I've been wearing this for like the 12, 12 hour, past 12 hours. I'm dying over here, but you don't see me complaining. I don't know. It's always like the older people, like between 40 and 50 and people try to blame corona on like the younger younger generation like our generation or like millennials and we're the ones taking the precautions most of the time and you can see it but whatever i guess i don't know that just makes me live and i feel like sarah and you guys would have similar sentiments yeah like um it's so weird like it's usually like old people but like it's like they're they're at risk more than like i am because i am like not unhealthy well that's debatable but could i survive the virus like i can survive it karen can you like you're the one who doesn't want to wear the damn mask but you're the one that's not going to come out of this you know so it's like that i totally see maria's point and like one time i think i went to go take the sat subject test i did take like precautions and everything i just like really needed to take the subject test and it was not getting canceled so i still took it there was like this dude behind me right and this dude did not want to social distance. I don't know if he's, I was looking like a snack that day and he was like, let me get this. I don't know what's going on. But he was just like all up in my business. And I just kept like turning around. I was like, you know, like not, not like posted up, but like I was like just turning around for him to like back away from me. And he wouldn't. They had like proctors going around being like, oh, like six feet, six feet. But like people would just like naturally clump together because that's just, like, how people in lines work, so it just, like, wasn't working, and I was, like, dude, like, get out of my grill, I was super paranoid. Yeah, one thing I witnessed was, like, in public, I see, like, a few people talking to each other, and I, I they do this thing, they, like, they grab their mask, and they pull it, like, out, and then they talk. I'm just, like, okay, the mask is supposed to, like, when you talk, you're supposed to prevent, like, stuff getting into the air that can potentially get people sick, but instead, you're just like pulling it all the way out and talking. I, you can, okay, it, I get it. It's hard to talk with the mask on, but you can talk with the mask on. Uh, it's not, it just sounds a bit muffled. That's it. And it's not that hard. And also, like Maria said, people who wear it under their nose and stuff, there's like no point of wearing a mask if you're going to do that. It's called, Reese calls it snozzin. I don't know if you made that, that term, but I like to call it snozzin. So, yeah. Well, yeah. They're just unleashing the schnoz upon everyone and not protecting their own schnoz. So, uh, yeah, that is very annoying. Uh, For me, I just remember one particular instance where uh, we were shopping for shoes for Christmas and 
uh, we just saw, like, we just saw a guy, he's, like, wearing a baseball cap and, like, basketball shorts and a long sleeve, and he has, like, I don't know if you know, but, like, if you've seen it, but they have these, like, elastic sort of things that they keep around their neck, and then they just, they just pull it up a little bit, and then, but, but like, they just keep it around their neck, and so the guy, he's just walking around the store nonchalantly without the mask on. But in the way you can see it on his neck, so I'm assuming he had it on whenever, whenever he, whenever he walked into the store, and then just like casually pulled it down. But everyone else in the entire store is wearing the mask, and then he's just walking around as if as if nothing's happening. I mean, I kind of get that. Maybe you don't want to conform, or you don't want to be controlled, uh, like with all these regulations. But I mean, kind of kind of have to accept the responsibility that we have right yeah at least at least in an indoor place because i walk around i I walk around outside with my with my family take walks and we don't wear a mask when we walk outside uh but i think indoors it's a little bit different but yeah so speaking of acting like nothing is happening um i just kind of want us to start talking about like what y'all experiences what y'all's experience have been like with college applications and maybe any grievances against College Board or IB that you guys wanted to air. So what, what's what's popping, guys? I think Maria and I should start off because I felt like our college apps are very, I don't know, just like smooth, I guess. Uh, I, I don't want to like say, I don't want to brag or anything because like obviously Sara and Reese are superior students and they are going to <laughs> yes, they are superior. That is false. That, that is, is false. that is quantitatively false. No, 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 no. There's okay. There's two sides of this podcast. It's me and Ezra versus Sara and Reese. Me and Ezra, you know, we're like we we're settling a little bit more. You know, we have more realistic expectations uh, because um, y'all guys' grades are higher, more curriculars. You know what I mean? Um, we're like subpar students compared to Sara and Reese. Like we're just trying to get into a state school. Like we're good, but you know, but Sara and Reese are you know aiming higher. You know, so it's nothing against you guys. We're just giving you the credit you deserve. So people know, like where everyone stands, so they understand where we're coming from. That's all. That's all. Honestly, I'm literally probably gonna go to a state school, but okay. You guys deserve so much credit too. I, you guys are amazing humans, and. Wow. Colleges are dumb for not wanting you. I'm like dead serious. You guys are, anyways. Before we just start complimenting each other, please continue. Um, all I'm gonna say is like I have like Maria and I probably applied to like what less than ten schools, or whatever. And then Sara's applying to fifteen. So <laughs> obviously her college apps are gonna be longer, more extreme, and more stressful. Well, Maria and I's are pretty simple. Um, I had a few obstacles here and there with. Um, just the admission process and getting stuff in, which got dealt with, and I'm very grateful. And I got into the college I wanted to, so yay. And uh, yeah, Maria and I got in the same college, so. Uh, I don't have anything to say like, against College Board or anything other than like give me my $300 back that uh, you wanted to refund me for the SAT. Um, yeah, I, I still need that money. And I'm, I'm kind of. I'm kind of grateful that they did test optional this year because I took the SAT in, what is it, beginning of junior year, and I was not ready for that. So, And I never took one after that, so I would have been screwed, but it's okay. I mean, for me, 
Um, I applied to nine all in-state because I'm trying to stay in budgets. I'm not trying to spend 50K a year for out-of-state free financial aid, but that's just me. Um, because I feel like everyone... I feel like everyone else did more work than me because I did obviously just like my main college essay and probably like five supplementals like yeah and that's pretty much it and a lot of them I just recycled because for five of them I just used my main college essay and then the other four I just kind of wrote five and then just reworded everything because they pretty much asked you the same thing it's like Tell us about yourself and why do you want to come to our college and all of us? I would just write one really good essay. And I would just change the name or like the mascot and that's it. And I would read it like 20 times. Because imagine if I turned in an essay, let's say for like SMU and I like talk about like the Longhorns, I would X, I'm done, rejected. So I would read like 20 times to make sure I was very paranoid. Um, that's why I don't, I don't want to talk about my experience because I feel like Saras is more detailing of what it actually it's like since you're applying to like higher reach schools and more supplementals because I applied to I finished applying like mid-October and I feel and you're still going so it shows how more <laughs> invested you are so you know more about it than I do uh, so well for me uh, just real quick uh, I'm I've applied to seven so far and over this break I'm planning to apply to two more so that'll be nine total as well uh for me i just didn't realize i think i underestimated how long each one would take either that or i just take a really long time for each one because i'm like super i, I try to be like really precise so uh, with, with the wording and on each of the essays and everything uh but i wanted to apply to more uh just so like i could maybe get a better chance at hitting a college that uh wants me but uh I think my main issue is time management and not realizing how long it would take just for me personally. I, I know, I know some people are saying uh, like they've applied to this many in three weeks and I'm like, Oh, that that's how long it takes me to do one. But I think that's just a case by case thing. But yeah, I just have two more to apply to. Uh, but I think I'll hand this one off to Sarah. <laughs> well then I love it been hyped up for like the past 10 minutes. First of all, I am not what you make me out to be. I do, I like Maria, I have recycled so much. I literally have a sorter in my notebook for like what goes where and like, so if I change one, I have to change a bunch of them. But like, just so, just for some pretext for our listeners, I am planning to apply to 16 schools. I've applied to four. I have 10 in the works and then one of them or a couple of, pretty sure I've like missed some here and there and I'm just gonna like, turn those in because I don't think I have to write any more for the ones I haven't started yet but it is a lot I totally agree with Reese I did underestimate how much time it would take I wasn't planning on working on it over this break I wanted them done before break um but like I was talking to my brothers and they were saying that like I just want to use like every moment that I get with these essays because like a lot a lot of like this is kind of a problem that I was having where like I'd write the essay and I write I write like just like a supplemental and I'd be like oh this is like amazing and then like I'd like look back at it like right now I'm like reading over it. I'm like this is a pile of garbage and I like just scrap the whole thing you know and I feel like I like I'm that that's just the type of writer I am where I just have to continuously like update it um and get it reviewed by like a lot of people um so yeah it's been it's been a lot um I have he I've heard back from 
what, you know what? Let's air it right now. So I really wanted to go to Northwestern. I love that school more than anything in the world. And I got rejected. I'm just going like, to tell you guys right now. Yeah, I know. It sucked. It was, I know, it was terrible. I'm just going to tell you, I don't really care. I'm not ashamed of it. You guys can judge me for being stupid because it's not even like an IV or whatever, but I don't care. Um, it, it sucked. I like didn't hit me for like a solid four hours. I was like, it's fine. You know, like I didn't really want to go there. Like, you know, and then like, I just like broke down in the car at like one in the morning and I was like, I just got rejected. Um, it sucked. It was like, it was like, like, just like, haha, like you're not worth it. But like, you know, but like, it just took me a little like time to realize that like, it's just, I gave them everything. And if, it, if it's like, if I get rejected, it's not on me, you know? And like, I just want to ensure that for every single school, which is why I'm taking like so long with these schools. Um, but yeah, I'm like really hoping something works out because that was like, like it, like I really wanted to be in Chicago. Um, but maybe, you know, that's just not the school for me. And I just kind of have to accept that. So yeah, the worst has happened, but hopefully it'll just get better. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe I'll just get rejected from everywhere. That is a possibility. Um, so yeah. Um, and then grievances against college board. I have many, like I should create an itemized budget for how much college applications are costing me, like without even paying college tuition. Like each application is $90. Sending my scores is $12 for, for SAT and then 13 for ACT. And I have to do that for like three or four schools. Um, and there's like so much, like I, I'm going to spend like over a thousand dollars just applying. Like I know that I can tell you that right now. And it, it's so frustrating because like you're already getting thousands of dollars from me every year. You really need this. Like that, I, I cannot comprehend how, how we have to pay to apply to a college. That, that is beyond. That's my experience so far. It ain't pretty. It's not. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think one thing about recent stars, they're very precise. And I hope that precision um, makes no regrets in your college applications. Uh, so yeah, I'm very proud of you guys. Uh, one thing I want to talk about was like, we're kind of backtracking actually, but in, in my college essay, like how long did it take you guys to write that? Because uh, I started writing mine in the in the summer, um, and I got like reviewed by a few teachers, and then I called it a day. But I felt like you guys had a like more of a process, or you know how SAR is always constantly changing. Um, I probably revised it like four or five times, but you know what, what was that like? Um, for me, it probably took me like probably two weeks from start to finish because that was the hardest essay I've written in my entire life probably because it was the most personal and I for the life of you could not tell you like I had no idea what direction I was going to take it and I was talking to a friend and she already got done everything way before me so I was already feeling like oh no I need to get this done now like I'm so behind like if she's done then everyone's done like get your life together blah 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 so if it wasn't for her, I would probably be finishing my college applications like now. But anyways, so I was like, oh, um, how do I even do an intro? Because this, the structure for college essays is nothing like we've done, at least like for me, that we've done before. Because all we've done is like research essays, very structured, um, certain formatting. So I had no idea. And I read a bunch of um, like perfect college essays online but like the colleges that get you into harvard and this and that and they were amazing and i was like there's no way i can write something like this i was already down from the ghetto get go and so i one night just sat like in my kitchen like at two in the morning i had my notebook and my pen and i just went off like i just like 
brain, like I blurred everything out. Like it was like therapy. Everything about my life, traumas, childhood, school, everything. I talked crap about some classmates and how like that impacted me or just like, like little moments like that, that I was like, made me to the person I am today and whatever. And so then I wrote like, I'm not even kidding you, like 10 pages, front to back, just therapy. <laughs> I read it through and then I was reading over it like the next day with a clear mind. And I highlighted the stuff that I was like, okay, this is good or like the main thing that I kept repeating, whatever. Cause I don't want to say what it is exactly. Cause that's kind of personal. But um, then I started writing it and I would just sit once again, like at two in the morning, <laughs> just type and type and type and type and type. And I hated my essay. I thought it was horrible. I thought it was extremely cheesy. And then I had my friend read it. She was like, no, this is good. And she helped me edit it. And then I talked with our English teacher. I had like three meetings with her to help me finalize everything. And, she, and I was like, should I rewrite this completely? This is horrible. Like nobody's going to want to read it. She's like, no, 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 just keep it. Trust me. Trust me. And I was like, okay, if you're telling me this is good, I'm trusting you with my college <laughs> admissions and my entire future. She's like, yes, yes, yes. And so then I had one with, uh, with our college counselor. She was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. I was like, guys stop lying to me this is horrible why are you stop hyping me up like don't just hurt my feelings now so i can get into college and rewrite my essay and then um i was like okay fine 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 so i submitted everything and i didn't let anyone in my family read it because it was very cheesy um a little a little dramatic just a little bit a little bit because i want to get my point across and then after i submitted it I read it to my mom because she was a big part of it. And so I read it to her and she started crying. It was so funny. We were in the car because I would tell her how I was working on it and this and that. And I, and, um, and I read it to her and she started crying. It was so funny. She didn't think it was funny. She was like, why are you laughing? I was like, this is just, this is insane. It's not even that good. And so then, um, yeah, that's it. I, I hated it. I think god i'm over it and i reread it again like last week and it was so bad, <laughs> was so bad. i'm like how does this work like this is garbage but yeah i mean everyone has their own process like what's the mean she said that it's supposed to be cheesy you know so i would just say don't be afraid to be vulnerable in your essay and just go for it i guess just even if you think it's bad just listen to the people around you because you're the, you're your worst critic so just let it be and just just turn it in just get it over with i thought yeah i thought that was a really good way of approaching the essay the way you said you did with the notebook and everything um i don't i don't anticipate reading it but i, I feel like it is a very good essay i feel like it's like probably one of the best ones out of us four but for me uh, i i remember i have like a folder of drafts of my same essay and then I have yes, same. Okay, yeah, I have um, I have eleven different drafts, and I, the eleventh one is my final one that I turn into my, all my colleges now. And so I started working on mine over the summer, and I kind of finished it fully at the end of August uh, because I I also got it checked by uh, my English teacher, the other English teacher, and um, and my college counselor. I got I got it. I actually had Miss Hollingsworth as my college counselor over the summer. But then she left the school, and so I got to check by her, and then I got to check by my new one, uh, and so that was pretty helpful. But 
I think I think the overall consensus from my teachers was that it's it's like a it was a really risky essay, and some of them actually were like kind of confused by it. So I'm hoping that the, I'm like I'm like really crossing my fingers that the college admission officers kind of like catch my drift and like I think it's like very enlightening or like super creative uh, and not just like uh, too risky so that they they don't like it. But I'm I'm putting a lot of faith in that. But I think it's a, I think it's a an okay essay. But then like like Maria said after re- like reading it now it sounds horrible. And I wouldn't admit that person just because uh, it's like so dramatic, or, like it's over dramatized. But, but I mean, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it works out for me. Maria, I hope your call, like this essay experience you've had, makes you recognize that you are an amazing writer and an even more amazing person. You just don't see it for some reason, because I love you. Anyways. For me, mine is like a little similar to what you guys did. I started in June and I edited it yesterday. So we are like still, cause I just, um, I just keep getting more feedback on it. And like I'm reading, I'm like, wait, this contradicts each other. So I just like changed that up a bit. But um, the one that I'm working on right now is my seventh or eighth, like completely different essay. Um, I started, I like, I kind of like what Maria said, I started it and it sounded like an English essay and it wasn't really telling anybody anything about me it was just sort of like what I liked kind of it wasn't like much Um, and then I came up with a whole new draft but then I was just trying to shove too many extracurriculars in there and then like I just like kind of had an idea in the kitchen and I was like wait why don't I do this and like you know it worked um so yeah um I'm just going to tell you what mine is it's like not like anything secret um so in case it has escaped your attention I'm a little bossy just a little bit um I do like to tell people what to do and it was an issue when I was younger now I think I'm okay maybe I don't know but um I do kind of I like that's kind of what it's about um because you know it's like something that like I'm just like a very dominant passionate person and that can be a good or bad thing um and like I think um like it just it was really it wasn't like super like dark or because I think that was the issue like when I was reading like like I did what Maria did where I read like samples of like other people's. They were just so sad. And I was like, I like, I don't really want to talk about my like trauma or anything. Like I want to try to keep it, you know, a little more interesting. So that's like kind of the route I went. And I felt like reading example essays was terrible for me because I would just use their words and try to like form it to like theirs. But like each essay is different. And like, I needed to understand that, especially since I'm somebody who learns by like examples and instead of just like coming up with my own thing. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot. It took me a while, um, but like I think I'm at a good spot right now. Um, and I guess like, gosh, I don't have any like advice. I'm not like in the position to give advice right now. I'm like quite very screwed. But um, overall, it's just like you just kind of have to do it. Like you know, it's just something you have to get it over with. It was really hard to work on it during school. Um, like I would just, I would just take like weekends. Like I would try to take like a Sunday and just like work on things. But like now, I'm like able to to do it. So yeah, I'll keep you all updated though when anything happens. When you talked about reading sample essays, I feel like that was my entire college application like like plan. Is I just went on YouTube and then just like read so many common app essays that like got it like like Maria said, got into Harvard, got into Yale, got into all these things. And I'm hoping that that didn't just like uh, undermine the per, like the personalness of my essay. Uh, I did I did kind of like more or less copy one of the structures of uh some other guys i saw 
just like use my own stories instead. Um, but I, I even did that for a lot of my short answers and stuff. And so like for me, I, I used a lot of examples to learn. So I thought I needed, I needed that. And if I did that enough, I would uh, kind of know what the college wanted or looked for. Uh, so maybe that undermined like my personal side of how I write and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. Did any did either of you did any of you guys do that, or was that just me who basically looked at essays the entire the entire time? I had a friend who got into Yale, and he wrote an essay completely unorthodox, and the topic was like risky, right? It's something that I would be like, what? Like you got. Like, how did you write about this? But um, I kind of wanted to do the same direction as in, like, an essay that's very unique to myself and that no one would ever, like, write about this kind of essay. I didn't take the structure. I took the top, like, the, the type and, like, the way he did it. I also went on YouTube and looked at, like, you know, the same, like, Harvard essay or whatever. And a lot of it was pretty, like, I, I don't know. You guys read the, the dark and sad ones? I... I read the happy and like carefree essay. Like someone wrote about like just what they would do if they went to Harvard, like their schedule. In the morning I would do this and then I'll go here and then I would do this. And it was really good. It was like a really genius essay. Um, for me, I tried not to focus too much on it because I feel like I would be even less confident about my own. So it was either super duper sad, like reset, or super weird and off topic. And they would somehow tie something random to their life story. Like I remember I read one about this girl and her tradition of making tortillas and how like each step of making tortillas <laughs> like tied back to her past. I don't know, it was really good, really weird. Um, but I just didn't try to dwell on it because I knew like subconsciously I would be copying them and it wouldn't feel authentic to me because I just wanted the merit of knowing like I got in, like I worked hard on this by myself my own words, you know, my story, my work ethic, whatever, got me into the school. So I was like, I'd rather write a crappier essay, but make it my essay, my story, like, you know, having, yeah, like having that satisfaction in when like I did it. But um, that's why I just kind of threw everything out the window. <laughs> I just tried to uh, isolate myself from everything and just write it how I felt comfortable writing it and what would portray my story better because I took the, I took the sad, <laughs> dramatic route. Um, I can't explain my essay unless I like fully dive into it. Uh, but yeah, that's all, that's all I can say. Maybe in the future, once I'm over it, um, I'll show you guys. But right now, I'm still, I still think it's really cringy and sappy, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, once March comes around, at least, uh, at least Sara and I will figure out where we're going to go. And then everyone else will figure out where we're going to go. And then after that, we have to deal with IV exams. So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, I hope you guys have, hope you three have a good Christmas break. Um, I hope all the listeners have a great Christmas break. And, um, yeah, so thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on... Or... Of... Kind... Podcast. Okay. Bye, everyone.